Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to the sec- 72nd episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. For the episodes Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me is my uh, my Wookiee co-pilot, uh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the second? Wait a minute, are we in the second or the 72nd? Man. 72nd. <laughs> I said 72nd. Hey, it's been a couple weeks for us, man. You got to give us a break here. It's We're been a while, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've been, yeah. I felt like we've been off the, uh, or at least I have, I've been off the grid, a little Tron reference here, man. <laughs> I've, I've been out and uh, finally made it back and uh, trying to get back in the swing of things. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a few weeks, so we I'm happy to be back, talking a little Clone Wars finally, although it is the season finale we're talking about today. Yes. But uh, shoot, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, we got two episodes to recap and uh, and discuss, as well as some uh, some big news, some, some big news stuff to talk about. So let's okay. jump right into the news. Let's jump into it. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're gonna need it. All right, and you know what? Let's let's start off with uh, the uh, stel- celebration stuff, Mike. Okay. Um, go ahead so, and, and talk about that for a second. Yeah, we're a little we're a little late to the party, and I'm sure a lot of people have read this. But if you yeah. haven't read it, I over uh, over at uh, Medium at Large, I guess uh, it's the the company. Uh, sorry, Read Pop events is the is the blog and it's the company that does uh they put together star wars celebration and they do uh the penny arcade expos both east and west uh and uh, as well as uh chicago comic and entertainment expo otherwise known as c2e2 and uh, new york comic-con a few other things and uh and one of their one of their employees on his blog Posted recently uh, that he would have a Star Wars Celebration Six update soon. So um, he says here, this is the important part. Don't hold me to it, but I bet we'll have some real news, not just a mean-spirited tease like this post in the next eight weeks. Mm. Until then, you can put on your Lando mustache from C5 and relive the memories. 
and uh, and he's saying essentially like that they're gonna they're gonna be telling us uh, when and where it will be, and uh, and you might find the host city a real surprise is what they're saying. This was posted March thirtieth, mm-hmm. so it's been al- almost a month. So uh, we're about halfway through that next eight weeks that he was talking about. So yeah, it's pretty. Hopefully, soon. yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear something soon. Yeah. Uh, but so far, so far, this is it. Um, uh, we, Matt and I are both hoping for a West Coast. Come on, West Coast. I got my yeah. fingers crossed. You know, and, it, you know, it was in the East Coast. It's been in the Midwest. You know, it's, we were talking about this earlier. And, and we're just, I'm just hoping that it's West Coast this time. Even Seattle. I mean, even in your backyard, dude, that'd be sweet. Oh, it would be excellent. And, and you have a theory about that, too, about the, you said the PACs. Yeah, yeah, they they're uh, well known for organizing Penny Arcade Expo and uh, and and Pax Prime, as it's referred to, is the one that's in Seattle, mm-hmm. and uh, and and yeah, it takes place at the Seattle Convention Center, which or sorry, Washington Convention Center, which I was just at this uh, this past weekend when I was in Seattle, and uh, and it's definitely like it's big enough, it's big enough for it because it's about the same size. As the uh, as the area of the Orlando Convention Center, or Orange County Convention Center that that mm. uh, Celebration Five was in, so um, I could very easily see it in that city. Uh, it could also be a little closer to your neck of the woods, maybe in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, which would be another West Coast right. uh, location, and would probably be a really good location for a lot of the staff um, at Lucasfilm. Who correct? Yeah. It's all right there in that area, yeah, at the yeah. Presidio. So, um, so mm-hmm. yeah, we will we will keep our ears to the uh, to the to the grindstone, I guess, or whatever it is. You know what? You just that's that's crazy. I wasn't even thinking of Frisco, but uh, you know, this article talked about how it was going to be maybe a little surprising. That kind of scares me a little bit because that makes me think. Well, maybe it's not a big city like an LA or something like that. Maybe and, and maybe they won't go to the West Coast. But then, wow, you just said San Francisco and. And that's the hub. I mean, that's that's where Lucasfilm is, you know. Mm-hmm. And and who knows? Maybe it's something they got worked out. That'd be sweet too. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and hearing that there's going to be an announcement this soon. I mean, I didn't think yeah. we we're going to have anything for another year or two. But you uh, know, you know what? Previously, we've had to go by when movies were going to be released and that sort of thing. And now right. that we just have the series running. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I mean we should be hearing something soon about another series, more than likely at Comic Con, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other series that was teased last year, right. um, from uh, from Seth Green and and company, uh, we should be hearing something soon, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so hopefully that's going to be yeah uh, a good venue for that and 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 that's the sort of thing that motivates them to do conventions right i mean this last one c5 there was a lot of empire stuff there mm-hmm. but really the majority of it was clone wars i mean we spent time at clone wars panels and talking about clone wars collecting and clone wars costuming and all that sort of thing so i mean that's really uh i think where the focus is right now at lucasfilm so right. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll stay tuned for that. Uh, a couple of other things before we get to our last uh, story here. Uh, 
Kotaku, uh, the game site, you know, they're talking about the uh, the uh, Xbox Connect, and there was a little bit of a leak, and they were talking about a Star Wars game. Obviously, that's going to come down the line for the Connect. I mean, uh, we all know that's coming. Uh, besides having a motion control lightsaber, would be uh, would be pretty darn cool to to, to mess with. Uh, they're mm-hmm. talking about having other things like uh, as a rancor, you could move your feet and stomp around as a rancor. You could you could uh, drive a, a a pod racer uh, using your hands as a steering wheel. So there was a little bit of a leak uh, on some maybe some gameplay about uh, about a Star Wars game for the uh, for the Kinect. So uh, kind of stay on the stay on the lookout for that. That could be coming down pretty soon. Is uh, more info yeah. on that. And then uh, what else is going on? Oh. Uh, uh, Garth Revan, he's going to be appearing in a novel here pretty soon by Drew Carpetian, who did the uh, Darth Bane series. So fans of him and the Old Republic, the Kodor series, uh, look for a novel with uh, Revan as the main character. So uh, some, some cool stuff, book stuff coming out. Now, the last story we want to talk about, uh, we got a Bothan spy that did some work. And you're not going to hear this information, I don't think, on any other podcast. This I don't is like, think so. This is like breaking stuff for us. So we appreciate... Yeah. Uh, our spy who got this for us. You want to go over this a little bit, Mike? You want to read this? or? Yeah, sure. I'll read it out. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, so this, this comes from one of our Bothan spies deep within the bowels of, uh, <laughs> of Disney yeah. who, uh, who wanted to give us the heads up on some Star Tours tips. Uh, we are like a month away, actually less than a month away from the opening of Star Tours in Orlando, but this specific... Uh, Spy is in the Disneyland California uh, uh, Star Tours experience. So um, here's what he had to say. Mike and Matt, uh, many Bothans died to bring us this information. (laughs) So here's what we've already heard about the new Star Tours attraction at Disney Parks. The story of the new Star Tours takes place between Episodes 3 and 4. We'll see such planets as Tatooine with a pod racing, Kashyyyk, Naboo, Hoth, Coruscant, and an unfinished Death Star. There are rumors that we will also see Alderaan, Dagobah, and Endor. We're going to see many familiar faces on our tour of the galaxy. Such faces include the obvious C-3PO and R2-D2, but also uh, Master Yoda, Admiral Akbar, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett. Now, you probably won't see all these destinations and faces on one trip, there are reportedly up to 54 possible trips you can take. The computer system shuffles through several different beginning, middle, and end scenes to give almost every flight a different experience. Wow. Which is awesome. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I, now, I got an exclusive walkthrough. This is the our, our spy. I got an exclusive walkthrough of the new attraction at Disneyland California. The entire ride has gotten a facelift inside and out. It looks breathtaking. It looks more Star Wars than ever. Just the flooring on the entry to the building alone makes a metallic clanking, which reminded me so much of the sound that the floor makes on the Death Star in the detention center. Ah, yes. yes. The Star Speeder in line has been replaced with the new Star Speeder 1000 and its sleek red and white paint job. C-3PO is standing over it, talking to R2-D2. Towering over the line inside the building is a huge HD screen that shows out into space like a window looking out the space station you are on. The screen also shows flight schedules and destinations like it used to in the previous Star Tours. All the destinations and most of the wording in the line are, are, are in Arubesh, so brush up because it's rumored 
that it will have hidden messages. Ah. The droid pit has been replaced with shiny new droids checking baggage similar to TSAs at our airports. Let's <laughs> hope there's no full body scanning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hiding in among the droids is our old pilot from Star Tours Rex. From there, you load into the speeders and are on your way. Sorry I have no information to what happened in the speeders because my access was denied clearance. When you exit, you exit into the new gift shop, formerly known as the Rebel Base. It's been said that they are moving the life-size X-Wing that has been sitting in the Starcade for years uh, and is being moved there as a possible photo opportunity. Mm. Rumor is that people have also seen a life-size pod racer being moved to be a photo opportunity, but that isn't confirmed. There is special merchandise for opening day events. Uh, for all merchant up-to-date info, you can check out startours2live.com. Uh, that's all I have for you guys from here at Disneyland California. As more news is, and even possible test rides arise in the future, I'll send more information your way. Uh, Star Tours The Adventure continues, opens in Disney World's MGM Studios May 20th, 2011, just in time for Star Wars Weekends, and it will open in Southern California on June 3rd. Awesome. Wow. Great so report. that Yeah, that's a, an awesome report, report, and we're very thankful to our both and spy for having gotten us that information at mm. at great peril yeah uh, <laughs> yeah you know so, yeah he, he said a couple of things in this in this in this post marketing and you just mentioned it earlier uh he said one it's more star wars than ever yeah. and you had mentioned that when you went on the, the the previous version that it just didn't feel star wars enough for you and yeah. and, it, and i could understand that i mean there are some in the ride itself there's some tie fighters and you and you go down a trench run. You know, it, uh, it felt to me more Ewok Adventures than Star Wars. Trilogy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. That's kind of the, that's where I'm at with it, where I really enjoyed it. And uh, and obviously, I was there for the last tour to Endor. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it was great. We had a lot of fun uh, with JC and uh, and some, some member of the 501st when we were riding. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't... Um, I don't know, I guess everything that I hoped it would be. Right. Um, I thought that it was going to have that that random element already. I was like, we got out of line the first time. Uh, like, went through the ride and got out, and I was like, okay, cool, so do we get on again? Like, is it is it different? <laughs> if we get on, will yeah. something else happen? Because for those who don't know, uh, when you get on the original Star Tours, you get on and you're supposed to be heading to Endor. Like that's your tour is is to go see Endor and uh, and the hyperdrive fails and you end up in the middle of a dogfight between some rebel fighters and uh, and tie fighters guys, yeah. and and there's a star destroyer and you end up going through this really cheesy looking uh, asteroid field with uh, with a big comet that looks really really lame. Um, it looked very like TV movie. That's why I say it's more it's more Ewok adventure than it is Star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. Whereas this new one will be um, high definition episode one, two, three, four, five, six, and uh, and I'm sure that they're going to great lengths to to bring that to us uh, in a very authentic way. And from what it sounds like, uh, even right down to to stepping into the the queue the the lineup area right yeah which was very cool at at, at, at yeah at uh, Disney MGM but uh, but yeah it was very dated was very 1980s so 
Um, I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, no, I reading this. I mean, I'm more excited now than than I have ever been because, uh, I mean, like you said, the line, the queue. Uh, you got some arabesque. There's things to do. I remember when the uh, Indiana Jones ride first opened up in Disneyland, and it was the same thing. I mean, going through it, getting to the ride was really fun because it had yes. all this stuff going on. Absolutely. They had um, these little cards they used to give out and give you clues, and as you're walking through the line, you look for uh, writings and you try to translate. It. I mean, they made it fun. It looks like they're doing the same thing here. Yeah, if, it's, if they've put in half, the yeah. attention to detail that they had that they did with the Indiana Jones one, then uh, yeah, I mean, the, oh, that Indiana Jones ride is amazing, start to finish. Right. It's um, it's simultaneously a hundred percent Indiana Jones and a hundred percent Disney. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. down to the smallest details. Like everything about it is true to those experiences, and that's what I want from Star Tours too. Right? Is I want it to be absolutely authentically star wars but at the same time disneyland and i feel like the old star tours was more disneyland than it was star wars mm-hmm. um right so, yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i'm excited to uh to to check it out when i get the chance yeah uh, i'm really hoping that i can get there later this year at some point yeah i was, I was we were talking about it. it's been a, few, uh, a couple three years since i've been down there so what better time to uh pack the kids up and then head down so and then and there's 54 different trips and i mean all the characters that they're adding in so yeah wow yeah uh, my, my tip cool. is to go in the off season go in like october when there aren't really that many people there yeah go on like a weekday and just ride it as many times as possible just get on off because yeah. the line and the queue for this thing is going to be uh i'm sure it's going to be quite uh heavy it's going to be fast pass oh stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. De- definitely especially for like the first yeah. The first few months, it's oh, going to yeah. be one of those things where mm-hmm. everybody's going to be trying it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's there's lots of merchandise showing up, so you can head to pretty much any Star Wars website. In fact, I think they even have stuff on StarWars.com that you can check out and see uh, see the latest uh, Star Tours merchandise. There's some really cool stuff for the launch yeah. uh, that they've been showing. So, And like you said, head over to... Uh... StarTours2Live.com, head over to uh, Disney Parks blog. They have some uh, pictures of some shirts and some uh, three and three quarter inch figures and cups. And so, yeah, no shortage of information uh, coming out on this on this ride. So uh, looking forward to that. So uh, I think that's going to do it, though. We got uh, some uh, Paddle on Lost talk. You ready to go do that? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Jedi like my father. Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. To see will become a great Jedi. Kenobi, Skywalker. I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm so good. Destroy the boat. You're both right. That's been just a bit more interesting. For 800 years, have I trained Jedi? Incoming! Blast them! No! All right, here we go with the season finale. Republic and Separatist forces battle for control of the planet Felucia. Plo Koon, Anakin Skywalker, and Ahsoka Tano plan to assault a heavily fortified droid outpost. They divide their forces into three groups and prepare to attack. Sorry, I lost my space there. Uh, (laughs) Ahsoka and her clone troops 
make their way through the Felucian jungle to the rear wall of the droid outpost. They halt for a, a moment when Ahsoka senses something strange up ahead, but she dismisses it as probably just an animal, and the group keeps moving forward. So, you know, I have to mention, too, uh, here we are on Felucia, and, and I've always loved, I don't know what it is, but I've always loved the, the look of Felucia. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. just that bright neon, and, you know, I remember watching uh, uh, Avatar, you know, it kind of reminded me of, of Felucia watching that. The, the world is so colorful and bright, and the colors, I don't yeah. know what it is, it's just uh, one of those things, I've always loved the look of that, and... Uh, here we go. You know, Ahsoka, the first thing is she, she senses something. And at first I was like, okay, she's, uh, something bad's going to happen. Or, you know, her, her force sense, spider sense is tingling here. What's going to happen? And, and we're going to find out why she uh, was feeling that. Um, she's not to the point yet to where she can uh, sense what it is. I, I, I'm reminded of Anakin when in episode two where... He's talking to Obi-Wan in the beginning, Padme's sleeping, mm-hmm. and immediately they both go, I sense it too, and they, they, I think they know what's going on. She's getting ready to be attacked or whatever. Um, but here Ahsoka doesn't sense that she's going to be attacked yet. So that comes into the... It's going to come into play with these younglings that we're going to find out about pretty soon. But her senses, you know, her, her abilities are not fully prepared yet. And uh, we're going to find out why these Trandoshans go after the younger... Uh, Padawans, but uh, mm-hmm. I just want to mention a, a couple of things like that. Uh, once all three groups are in position, Plo Koon orders the Republic forces to begin their attack, and ATTEs begin bombarding the droid outpost from a distance. The droid sends out troops to counterattack, but Anakin and his men ambush them as soon as they exit the fortress. Once Plo sees that the battle has begun, he uses the force to leap high atop the wall of the outpost. And his troopers follow using jetpacks. Ahsoka and her troops reach the rear of the outpost, and Ahsoka stays on the ground to cover the clones while they use cables to scale the wall. All the troopers make it safely to the top, but before Ahsoka can follow them, a Trandoshan hunter emerges from the jungle and fires an electronet that stuns the young Jedi, and unfortunately sets us on a path of two very boring episodes. (laughs) You said it first. There's my uh, there's my synopsis yeah. of these two episodes. Um, I'm just gonna get right into it because I am so disappointed in this season finale. Um, one of the reasons I think that it's taken us so long to get around to reviewing these and, and doing the recap and and doing this episode is that I just haven't been motivated. Um, mm-hmm. With with the second half of the Clone Wars being as strong as it of, of this season uh, mm-hmm. being as strong as it was. Finishing on these two episodes, I think, was just not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care that Chewbacca was in the second one. It really doesn't make a difference to me because he didn't do anything. It wasn't as big so, as, as I thought it was going to be. Or, or yeah, I don't know. I thought there was going to be more to it. So I can well, understand I, a little I bit. It was going to be in both. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. They didn't write very well for Chewie. Like... One of the great things in the original trilogy, and we'll get to this a little bit more when we get to the second episode, but one of the great things with him is when a character uh, is talking with Chewie, they'll say something, and then Chewie will have a line. He'll have an actual line, Mm -hmm. and then the character will respond without, like, in a way of recapping what Chewbacca has said, 
but not actually saying what Chewbacca said. So it's kind of up to us. Same with R2, right? Right. And I feel like the tr- the prequels, uh, and as well as the Clone Wars, have not done a very good job of that. And um, and this is an instance where like it just I don't it just didn't seem very I don't know hmm. like it just wasn't authentic Chewbacca conversation. There they tried. But they didn't pull it off. I, I see what you're saying, and and I uh, I feel, kind of felt the same way. I mean, I I'm not a harsh on it as I don't want to say harsh, but I enjoyed it. I again, I didn't think it was a strong finale. And I'm actually I'm going to save some of it for the end, and we're going to get to what you talked about as far as Chewie, because I I sort of like what they did, but I know what you're I think I know what you're going with this, but uh, we're actually going to get to it in, in a few minutes here. Yeah. And we'll talk about it more. Anakin, Plo, and their men overrun the droids and secure the outpost. When they realize that Ahsoka is not there with them, Anakin orders the clones to spread out and find his missing Padawan. So Anakin's a little upset now, and as yeah. as, as he rightly should be. Uh, kind of bad tactics on, uh, on the team there by leaving one of them behind, even though she was a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, he figured they'd wait and just make sure keep eyes on her at least but uh yeah. uh anyway go ahead well anakin's upset i think not not so much uh for that but because uh he now realizes that this is going to be uh a, an ahsoka centric season finale and i don't think that he's too pleased about that. <laughs> I so, <knew> you, huh? <laughs> yeah he's on the same boat as he's me. like it's, it's a good a gun. well it's a good thing obi-wan wasn't in this because he would have just been like you know what yeah, no. Just, just who cares? Let's go have an adventure, and she can handle herself. And then, and then you know, we would have gotten that adventure instead of this. But, uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, we're left with Ahsoka without a lightsaber. Without a lightsaber, yeah, I was going to mention that. Running too. around in a jungle with three really annoying characters. <laughs> um, Ahsoka wakes up in a cage on a Trandoshan ship, and another captive tells her that the hunters plan to release their prisoners and kill them for sport. On the ship's bridge, Garnak, the leader of the hunting party, hopes that his son, Dar, will kill his first Jedi. Dar accepts the challenge, and the ship takes off from Felucia and jumps into hyperspace. I got, I got no problem with, with the, the Trandoshans. It's, uh, well, we'll get to the Jedi characters in a minute, but let's hear a clip. Okay, here we go. Hey, what is this place? Who are these pirates? These are Trandoshans. They're going to release us and hunt us down for sport. Hunt us down? We have found new prey for the hunt. The youngling will provide great sport. Perhaps your first Jedi kill. Are you ready, young Dar? She'll die by my claw. Your son will outplay all comers. All right, Mike, you were going to say something about uh, the uh, oh the the trend oceans. I mean, yeah. they the seeing this many trend oceans, uh, this many of an exotic species in the Star Wars universe, something that is more than just a human being with some funny makeup or head tails. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really pleased with that. Um, I feel like the voice acting could maybe be a little bit better and that maybe giving them a bit of an accent would have helped with that instead of just 
having them talk like your your stock uh, yeah. reptilian bad guy. Right. Um, a couple of them sound more like He-Man villains than they do. You know what? I Star was Wars characters. Yeah, but especially but, in that yeah. clip, you can hear that. Yeah. Yeah, um, like the with the the hissing and the and the mm-hmm. growling constantly, but um, but there were some aspects to the Trend Oceans that I really liked. Uh, like they were very dinosaur like. They reminded me a lot of the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, yeah. particularly the third one, when the when the one calls for help in a minute. Yeah, I wrote um, that down. Yeah, that was a big reference to it. I mean, yeah, um, and stuff like sure. that. Just them being able to coordinate their hunting mm-hmm. with with. Uh, their natural abilities was kind of cool that and seeing them be as um as tough as they were like that these guys are not to be messed with that oh that yeah three jedi younglings cannot take down one of them one of them yeah um right. without considerable effort so that was kind of that was kind of cool but uh let's let's get on with the episode yeah well uh here's the thing too real quick yeah the well, we find out why the Trandoshans want these, and it's all for just the sport, and that's all yeah. this, this whole this whole this whole thing is about is just them sport hunting. And the and the first thing that came to my mind was, especially this section right here, was Predator. Yeah, big reference to Predator, and like you said, uh, um, Jurassic Park, especially the Velociraptors. So, uh, the Trandoshan ship arrives at the jungle moon of Waska. The hunters drop off their prisoners on an island beach and immediately open fire. They gun down two of the captives, but Ahsoka and the rest of the prisoners escape, escape to the safety of the jungle. Uh, so, they, you know, they pick off these uh, first couple of uh, prisoners. Uh, obviously, they're going to see, oh, it's, you know, they're not going to hunt these guys because they're too easy. I mean, they're shot right away. So, you know, whoever yeah. gets away, whoever gets away from our initial barrage of fire is probably going to be up to some sort of a challenge out in the jungle. So, um, uh, go ahead, Mike. In the jungle, Ahsoka meets three young Jedi, or sorry, Jedi younglings named Khalifa, Jinx, and Omer. O- Omer, 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 o- Omer, Omer. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, the younglings take Ahsoka back to their hideout and explain how they were kidnapped on a training mission and how they have survived together for years while on the run from the Trandoshans. Uh, these are three incredibly annoying characters, <laughs> none of which have any redeeming qualities that I enjoyed whatsoever. Um, particularly Jinx and, and uh, Omer. Omer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they were really annoying. Like, the two of them just complained about everything and whined and were really just like a detriment to the story. Um, because in the end, they just end up doing what Ahsoka wants anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalifa, they tried to give her a little bit of character in the one episode that she's in, but... Um, it's not enough time. Yeah, it's hard to get invested in, in that character. Well, and she was just, again, when a character is so negative and doesn't want to help the story move forward, I think it's really hard for us to go, yeah, wow, that's such a great character. I really enjoy this person. And then when they die, it's more of like, good, now Ahsoka can get something done. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they, they just, they're just complaining the whole time. Um, and, and saying like, oh, well, there's no point in fighting back because they're just going to win anyways. And it's like, well, then just, just lay down and die, you know? <laughs> um, that and you've got three Jedi younglings here and, and no one else. Right. Um, and it's kind of like, well... 
if you're there for that long, don't you think that you would have joined up with maybe a couple other individuals that, that could help you out? Maybe that would be the smart thing to do instead of just letting everybody get killed. But I like the idea. Good. I like the idea of, of using the, the Jedi younglings. And, and obviously we find out why, you know, they, they go after the younglings because they can't handle the Transoceans can't handle the Jedi Knights. I mean, they're, yes. they're way too powerful. So uh, let's, Let's go after these younglings. They're still sort of technically you want to call them Jedi, uh, and that's probably a, a source of uh, accomplishment for the Trandoshans that they could say, "Yeah, I, I killed a Jedi youngling," as opposed yeah. to just "I killed this prisoner." Um, so I kind of like the, the idea of the younglings. Yeah, they didn't really, I think, work as as good as I they thought they were going to work. Um, I didn't really care too much about them, but yeah. um, I mean, I think that was probably the Probably a good thing to do for the story to use the younglings though to, to give them more of a challenge and uh, but like you said it just ended up you know hey Ahsoka is going to take charge and, and lead these guys yeah. to uh, to do what they want to do so uh, and 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 the other thing is that they're three humanoids and mm. that is just like where where's the interesting aspect of that or it's Star Wars right I mm. mean why isn't one of them I don't know an Aqualish or just something, something other than a human being with a funny thing about them. Cause one of them is just a human. And then the other one's a, a Syrian. I think that's the name of the species. The ones with the big heads, mm-hmm. the, the cone heads essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is a, it's just a, a twilight. Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. It's, it's just such a cop out. And in such, I don't know, just, a really visually uninteresting episode mm-hmm. of just being in this dense, thick forest. I think having interesting looking characters would have been more, it just, it just would have kept my, my, my interest a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, there's no redeeming qualities about these characters. This is not like bounty hunters where you get a ragtag group and you put them together and you get them to work as a team. And True, then all yeah. of a sudden, Mm-hmm. All of these elements come out, and you see that like they work, they can work together and be a team, and and you can tell like over these two episodes that's kind of what they wanted, but it never happens because they never bother to establish whether or not Khalifa, Jinx, or Omir have any special skills. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jinx and Omir, all the only special skills they have is whining about crap, <laughs> yeah. right? Like. Yeah. The fact that Khalifa has managed to keep them this alive this long without killing them herself is is mm. really quite Contested amazing. It. <laughs> because yeah. they do nothing. Like they do nothing for the story. They do nothing for uh, making Star Wars a more interesting place to to uh, to travel to. Right? Like it just they're yeah. just there. They're background elements in what is otherwise a very uninteresting story about uninteresting characters. You well, know, because, like, the Trandoshans are all the same, too. They're just a bunch of hunters trying to hunt stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a connection that one of them is the son of this other one, so he gets mad when that one dies, but no one really, like, you don't care about any of them. You're not like, oh, wow, that guy's cool, or, you know, like, that. that's a, that's a cool character trait. No, there's a fat one, a skinny one, one that's a father, one that's a son, one wearing a vest, and one with a gun. Like, who cares? There's nothing. There's yeah. no. 
this wasn't a season finale. Like, this just yeah. wasn't a season finale. I hear These you two episodes were season one, and they were uninteresting. Like, it was just not... It wasn't okay by me. Like, this is not the Ahsoka that we're used to seeing. This is very season one Ahsoka who can't handle her stuff. Like, she's... She she keeps it together and everything, but it's like, I'm sorry, some of the stuff that we've seen Ahsoka do in season two and three, mm-hmm. there is no reason why she should be afraid of any of these guys. And she's not. Like, she does no, right. rally these guys and get them to go out. But it still takes a bit for her to beat them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you're a Jedi. A, a Trandoshan strength, like, their physical strength should mean nothing. Right. right? Because Ahsoka, as near as we can tell, is very far along on her Padawan journey. I mean, I know she's only a couple years in at this point, or a year maybe, but she's gifted. She's supposed to be, and she's she's learning under Anakin, so she should be powerful. And we don't really see any of that in this. We just see that she's about as powerful as these younglings who were kidnapped a couple of years before because it says that they've been surviving for years. Right. So they were like they were younger. They were probably like obnoxious younglings back then and the fact that they've survived this long, well they haven't gotten any training for the last couple of years. So they'd still be at the level of a youngling, not a padawan like Ahsoka, you know? So Ahsoka should be like there was no effort to show that she was more powerful than them or that her training was better than theirs or any of these things like there was nothing i don't it just wasn't the ahsoka that we're used to seeing it was season one ahsoka which i think we can all agree now in season three was an annoying character mm-hmm. you know right so i think you said it best though that uh here's a, an episode like bounty hunters you could bring in characters for one time and mm-hmm. you're like wow i can't wait to see those guys again whereas they do it here and you're like well didn't really do much for me so uh, yeah. Bounty Hunters is a great example of, of how it should be done. Well, we're talking about in Bounty Hunters, like, four or five, was it four characters? Mm-hmm. Like, the well, four Bounty Hunters? Right. Yeah, because there were seven of them for the battle. So the four Bounty Hunters, each one of them a different species, each one of them distinct and interesting. Right. Um, maybe one or one of them that was... And one of them didn't even ever talk. Yeah, yeah, and... Embo, you know, and yet we're like, who do we want to see back? We want right. to see Embo. You never, you never said anything, yeah, that much. But what he did do was have a presence and and accomplish something, you know. Right. Exactly. These characters were just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll continue. Back on Felucia, Republic forces continue to look for Ahsoka. Captain Rex informs Anakin that the clones have found nothing after an exhaustive search. But Anakin stubbornly insists that they keep trying. Plo Koon criticizes Anakin for letting his emotions cloud his judgment, and he insists that they return to Coruscant now that their mission on Felucia is complete. Skywalker reluctantly recalls his troops, and they prepare to leave. And again, we see how Anakin, he, he just can't let Ahsoka go. You know, he doesn't want to let Ahsoka's fate fall on others. Um... And here he's talking to, to Plo Koon, and he says, you know, we got to, Plo's telling him, hey, we got to go. You know, Ahsoka's missing. Uh, there's nothing we can do. Kind of a little cold, and that's just the way it is, though, when the master-apprentice type thing. Um, and I was a little surprised 
that Anakin called Rex and he says, "Okay, let's let's go." Yeah. Um, a little surprising there, knowing how Anakin how he feels about uh, Ahsoka, but uh, um, I don't know. We'll see. We've got more coming up here. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Uh, as the sun rises on Waska, Khalifa awake, uh, wakes Ahsoka from her sleep. The young Jedi prepare to move out and keep away from the Trandoshans. In a floating base above the island, Garnak rallies his hunters for a new day of sport. The Trandoshans gather in hover pods and descend into the jungle below. Uh, real quick, did you notice that uh, when they panned into the uh, the ship where Dar and his dad mm-hmm. were... and, and you see the Wookiee pelt that was hanging over his uh, his chair? I don't know if yes. you noticed that. Yeah. Oh uh, well, actually, the one over his chair is a wampa. Uh, not the wa- uh, wampa. That's what I meant. Yeah, Wookie. and then there, are, but there were three Wookiee pelts. Right. And it was like there. It's just the skin and fur, so they don't have any eyes, and mm-hmm. like they've just got the fangs or whatever. It was really kind of. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they go after some pretty. Yeah. Pretty uh, tough prey there. Khalifa leads the other Jedi through the trees, and they spot two beings walking below them. Ahsoka recognizes them as prisoners who came in on the same ship that she did. She wants to help them, but Khalifa stops her, saying it is already too late. The Transocean's hunters shoot and kill the two prisoners, and the Jedi keep moving. Ahsoka thinks they should have tried to save the other captives, but Khalifa thinks they should only be concerned with their own survival. Believing that her master would never forgive her for hiding in such a situation, Ahsoka sets out on her own to confront the hunters. Ahsoka drops down to the jungle floor and lures out one of the Trandoshans. After a brief scuffle, Khalifa and the other younglings arrive to save Ahsoka. Khalifa begins using the force to choke the hunter, but Ahsoka stops her from killing him out of anger. The Trandoshan calls out to his allies for help, but the Jedi knock him unconscious and flee the scene before more hunters arrive. And, you know, Ahsoka, she definitely has the traits of, uh, of her master, Anakin. You know, she's not going to back down. She's not running. She's not hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's coming directly from the, the teachings of uh, Anakin there. Um, Ahsoka stops her. Uh, actually, where are we at? Back at the hideout? Yeah. Back at the hideout, Ahsoka helps her companions regain their confidence in themselves and their faith in the Jedi Code. She convinces them to fight back against the Trandoshans, and they decide to start looking for the Hunter's compound in the morning. Hey! What? We could have stopped them. No, Ahsoka. We are not saviors here. Here, we are survivors. There were other Padawans here that once thought as you do now. All right. Where are they? They're dead. Just because they failed doesn't mean we will. You don't understand. It's not that we don't want to fight. We're younglings. They have every advantage. Get back here. I can't do that. My master would never forgive me for running and hiding in a situation like this. Do not overestimate your abilities. I'm not. Ahsoka, don't! And like I said, Mike, this is where uh, we heard talk just like Anakin, you know. She's not running, she's not hiding, she's not backing down. She's mm-hmm. going to take the, take the fight to him. 
so uh, the next day, the Jedi scour the island in search of the Trandoshan base, but they find nothing. While taking a break from their search, Omir looks up and sees the fortress floating in the sky above them. The hunters descend into the jungle in their floating pods, and the Jedi split up, split up to evade their pursuers. One pod of hunters chases Omir and Jenks, while another goes after Ahsoka and Khalifa. After the hunters shoot the branch under her feet, Khalifa loses her footing and falls to the ground, and Garnak sends his son to finish her off. Dar jumps out of the pod and climbs down through the trees to kill the youngling, but Ahsoka intervenes to save her friend. She fights the hunter in hand-to-hand combat, eventually tossing him from a tree branch. Dar falls and is, paled, is impaled upon a large spike on the jungle floor, killing him. Ooh, he's gone. And you know what? Here's a, here's a pretty cool scene here. You know, we got... Uh, this is what I expected uh, Ahsoka to use and, and to fight the Trandoshans. I mean, she's got nothing else. She's got to use the Force. Yeah. Uh, force pushing and all that. And we'll get to the, uh, to the Force choke, but... Uh, uh, a little lesson in the forest about uh, killing and anger from Ahsoka, too. Uh, Khalifa, I believe, grabs the, uh, I guess, it's, was it Dar that she grabbed? Is this the no, it was, that was just back like when they knocked out the one guy. Right, okay. Um, yeah, she, she holds him up in the air like with a force choke, essentially. Yeah. Um, and is, uh, is killing him, and right. Ahsoka stops her. Yes. So uh, a little lesson there. Uh, Ahsoka's kind of... Again, she's a little, like you said, Mike, she's ahead of, uh, actually quite far ahead of these younglings, especially after two years where they haven't had any kind of teaching. Yeah. Um, it's probably, you know, if you don't, it's probably kind of uh, like another thing. You don't use it, no one teaching you, you're probably going to lose it a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Quite a cool scene there. Uh, Ahsoka finds Khalifa and helps her to her feet. Khalifa says she is not too badly hurt, but a laser blast suddenly pierces her from behind. Garnak fires several more shots and yells threats to kill the Jedi for murdering his son. Gasping for breath, Khalifa begs Ahsoka to take care of the other younglings, and then she dies. Ahsoka hangs her head and walks away, with Garnak still screaming and shouting at her from behind. And I know you were torn up a little bit that uh, Khalifa died. I, I don't, don't sugarcoat it, Mike. I know that. Oh yeah, it must... it, it it hurt. <laughs> Okay, yeah. it didn't hurt for you. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, back at the Jedi Temple, Anakin searches through galaxy maps and intelligence data in search of his lost Padawan. Plo Koon comes to him and tells him that the situation is out of his control. He suggests that Anakin have faith that his training has prepared Ahsoka to survive and find a way home on her own. What? is Ahsoka's strength. She is fearless. That can also be a weakness. Is she a worthy apprentice? No one has her kind of determination. Except you. I'll find her. This may not be within your power. Whatever you're trying to say, Master Plo, just say it. I am suggesting that perhaps, if you have trained her well, she shall take care of herself and find a way back to you. So at least we get some Anakin here. Um, <clears throat> you know, Anakin says Ahsoka is, is, quote, fearless and, 
and mm-hmm. no one has her determination. So this is this is cool. I like I like Anakin and how he's talking about her, and uh, he, you know he's ready to go back for her. And can, uh, go ahead. Can I just point out that he um, he searches more concertedly for R two D two than he does for Ahsoka? Because <laughs> uh, because yeah. we have we've already had this storyline once. Uh, we've also already had this title once. R two D two come home. No, I uh, we had uh, lightsaber lost, and this storyline is from uh, from uh, what is it? Oh, you're talking about uh, the end of season two, where uh, um, R two. Uh, no, like in season one, there's oh, the, you're talking there's about season the, one. Oh, R two D two two parter where he where the ship gets damaged and oh, okay, uh, I got and R two gets taken by the by the. Well, by a trend ocean. So, right, yeah. Um, yeah, we've already had this story. That, mm-hmm. And now I'm even more upset. We have literally already had this story. <laughs> oh, we don't want you to get more upset. Hold on. And the last time, it was it was much better. Like, this was not that interesting. R2-D2 was at least funny when he got captured. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We're coming up to Wookiee Hunt, so this will might... He, he didn't need Chewbacca to save him. This will make you feel a little better. Uh, after the death of her friend Khalifa, Ahsoka flees from Trandoshans to the jungles of Wasa, uh, Waska. The hunters lose their scent and temporarily give up the chase, but their leader Garnak is still determined to kill Ahsoka to avenge the death of his son. And here we get another uh, predator ref—not reference, but uh, Ahsoka. She's on the run, you know. She's yeah. She's hiding under the log. I don't know if you that caught your attention when she was hiding under the log and they're looking for her and then you go away. Another another Arnold Predator moment. It was great. It's fantastic. It was a fantastic <laughs> reference. Um, anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Ahsoka returns to the Jedi hideout and she tells uh, Omir and Jinx of Khalifa's fate. The younglings begin to lose hope after their friend's death, but Ahsoka remains determined to fight back against the Trandoshans. The three young Jedi decide to attack the next transport ship that comes to the moon to drop off new prisoners. Here's another point that, like, it's just, I don't know who wrote this and what they were thinking, but these characters were reluctant to to fight back in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they fight back under Ahsoka's uh, urging that right. they fight back. And then their leader dies. Their friend, who is the one that's been keeping them alive for however long. And... They barely even get upset. They don't get that mad at Ahsoka. They mm-hmm. don't get that upset about their friend being dead. True. What, like, right. what is that? They're supposed to be younglings who have not been trained for the last two years or so. What okay. that would do, like, you you'd, would have been living, like, this life of complete discipline up until that point and then thrown into a life-or-death situation on your own as children. And, and, like, there's no, there's no irrationality to them. They're completely just like, yeah, whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this really sucks. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah. that that's it. Like, they, I mean, they're acting like tweens do nowadays, but uh, at least tweens get, get, you know, all emo about stuff and, and overreacty. Like, these guys just don't do anything. Well, they're like, clearly, they, they're clearly... Uh, frightened by this, and you would think that they would get upset and like want. Yeah. Not, I don't want to say revenge because that's not the right thing to say, but 
they are younglings and they they don't have that distinction i don't think yet where they you think they'd be pissed and want to yeah do something well and and that they would tell ahsoka to you know screw off and go uh yeah go get herself killed you know like that that they would want to have nothing to do with her not that she they would be like okay okay now we need to come up with another plan no they they don't want to do any of this you know, and then like they they'll they'll get Chewbacca in a little bit, and then they'll come back and they'll they'll follow their next plan, and then when that doesn't work, then they get upset and go like, no, no, we shouldn't be doing any of this. It's like, well, too late now. You know, you've already you've already done everything else. Like, what what do you care? It was uh, yeah, I, it was mm. just not that yeah, not that consistent. Not that interesting. These were really two-dimensional characters with no heart, no soul. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they were just so focused on Chewbacca that they didn't realize that the rest of the characters needed to be written as well. Yeah, I, they probably were really concerned about how they were going to do Chewie. And uh, yeah. almost like, just let's 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 do Chewie and let's work around him. And just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can kind of understand your point. Uh well, both, both episodes written by Bonnie Mark, by the way. Okay. I I'm not sure what other episodes. She yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. No. Written, but um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I can pop back to like early in the season, probably find something. Um, anyways, continue. I'll continue though. Uh, a prison transport descends on the beach at night, and Ahsoka and her companions emerge from the jungle and jump onto the ship. Two Trandoshans are flying the ship, and one of them goes out to the exterior to deal with the Jedi. While Omer and Jinx fight off the hunter, Ahsoka makes her way into the ship to take out the pilot. When she enters the cockpit, the Trandoshan fires at her with a shotgun. Ahsoka manages to, to subdue the pilot, but not before their battle damages the controls and sends the transport spinning out of control. After defeating the second hunter on the outside of the ship, Jinx and Omir go back to get Ahsoka out of the cockpit. Ahsoka opens the prisoner cages, hoping to save any captives aboard the doomed vessel. Then the three Jedi leap to safety as the ship crashes onto the beach. Now, okay, uh, just before we continue, I'm taking a really quick look on Wikipedia for writers. And... Uh, Bonnie Mark has never written an episode before. Okay. So. And, and according to you, she probably shouldn't write any more, right? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I would never say That's that. That's too harsh. Because, That's too harsh. No. Yeah, no. because, like, yeah, there's, a, I think there's probably a learning curve, but. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why you would give your season the, finale. Season finale, yeah. yeah. To, uh, to a writer who. who hasn't written an episode before now i don't know maybe maybe she's part of the writing team and uh, and has worked on other episodes but um there was something missing in these and uh and i think there it is you know um yeah. i'm yeah. not as i'm not as uh, as as uh critical i i know you feel but uh but uh, well i'll save it for for the end uh, i'll save it for the end uh go ahead uh, with the ship destroyed, the Jedi plan to retreat and come up with another plan to get off the island. Before they leave, however, they hear a strange noise coming from the crash site. Hoping to find a survivor, Ahsoka and her friends investigate the noise 
and they watch in awe as a giant Wookiee emerges from the wreckage. What was that? A survivor. It could be one of the prisoners they were dropping off. What is that? It's a Wookiee. there we go we got him finally chewy is in the corners and you know what more than that what was cool was the musical cues the ot musical cues uh it's a great and it was a perfect way to introduce a an ot character was to use those cues and i i thought that was a really cool scene right there and i, I just wanted to play that uh little uh, snippet there of uh, of the entrance of chewy into the clone wars Yes. Uh, the next morning, Garnacht and his men find the crashed ship on the beach, and they are certain that the Jedi are to blame. They find that both of the, their men from the ship are dead, and that the transport's lone Wookiee prisoner has escaped. Back at their hideout, the three young Jedi get to know Chewbacca the Wookiee. With Ahsoka translating, Chewbacca tells the group, that his home planet is close by. He believes that he can build a transmitter out of parts from the crashed ship and use it to send a signal to the other Wookiees. Your name is Chewbacca. Chewbacca, does anyone even know you were taken? No, but he says his homeworld is very close. That's great, but it might as well be Coruscant as far as I'm concerned. We've got no ship. He thinks he can contact his home planet if we find a way to transmit a signal. Right, and how would we do that? Send smoke signals? We don't exactly have a transmitter lying around if you haven't noticed. Chewbacca says he can build a transmitter from the wreckage on the beach. Well, we can't just sit here. Fine. We'll do it the Wookiee way. Okay, Mike, and here's where we might disagree a little bit. Now, thank you, the Clone Wars team, whoever it is that's in charge, mm -hmm. for keeping Chewie like we've always known him. I mean, as far as Chewie goes, I mean, it, they, they did a really good job with him. Um, the voice, the, the look. Um, now, here's the thing. I feel like I know the Wookiee language, and, and thankfully they didn't use, you know, make him speak English and all that. You know, it's mm -hmm. the way... You would like to see other. This is what I'm talking about when I see characters like the Trandoshans speak English or whatever. You know, it's like you can have through the story, you can have it translated. And here we saw Ahsoka do that. She was basically the translator. Instead of having a um, subtitles, you have Ahsoka yeah. kind of translate for you. Now I know you kind of. This is maybe where. You were talking about this earlier, like maybe you thought it was too much Chewy talking. I, I was trying to figure out what you were going with, but for me, I, I loved what they did with this. What, what was your issue with that? It was uh, the 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 characters didn't react in the right way. Like, uh, like okay, my my best example is when they're 
flying uh, in in Return of the Jedi, and they're they're gonna land on mm-hmm. Endor, and they're going past the the Death Star and the and the the Sentry ship and all that, and um, and they're talking about transmitting the signal, and Han Solo is like, keep your distance, but don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. Chewie says something, and then he goes, I don't know, fly casual. Mm-hmm. Which is just like they're just having a conversation, and the reason why it works that way is because if you watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, Peter Mayhew had lines underneath the mask. Right, he's actually Act- saying dialogue. Yeah, yeah, actual dialogue, and like you can go back to A New Hope, and and like there's the the scene where Chewbacca says something, and then Han goes, "Yeah, you said it. Where where'd you dig up that old fossil?" Mm-hmm. and if you're like it's it's on one of the behind the scenes i can't remember which one i think it's empire of dreams um yeah it is i you can hear peter mayhew saying the line and he's saying like he's saying something about obi-wan yes that that old man's mad yeah yeah that's what it is (laughs) and uh and so the the actors are reacting to a line the characters are like actually know what chewbacca is saying and i don't think that they did that with this I think that what they did was just write blah, 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 blah. Chewbacca says a noise and then blah, 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 blah. This is what Chewbacca said. And then blah, blah, blah. And then Chewbacca says a noise. Oh, Chewbacca just said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? what I thought you were talking about. Because yeah. she's just saying like, oh, this is what Chewbacca said. And it's like, um, okay. Or or you could just react to what he said. You know, like, why, why does it have to be? Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. Is it was more of a she was like like I said she was actually translating instead of um, yeah. just reacting on what he said. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what I thought you were going with, but I wanted to make sure um, I was on the right page there. Um, yeah, I understand that. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, it's it's really hard. You know, I, I'm sure they had they struggle with that. Like, you know, we wanted to chewy, but. You know, how are we going to do it? I mean, are we going to do his voice? Are we going to translate him? Are we going to just let the people try to figure it out? And I guess they kind of figure out, well, it's kind of... They can't really do it like they did with, uh, like you said, Return of the Jedi or something. But they can't uh, They can't do subtitles. So kind of they had to probably kind of sit in the middle there somewhere. So Yeah. It was okay, though. Uh, that night, the group returns to the beach. Omer and Jinx stay back and keep an eye out for Trandoshans while Chewbacca and Ahsoka search the wreckage for salvageable parts. A hunting pod flies overhead and drops off a sniper at the edge of the jungle. The hunter watches through his scope as Chewbacca and Ahsoka pick their way through the debris. Once the Wookiee has all the parts he needs, he and Ahsoka make their way back out of the ship. The sniper uh, takes aim and prepares to fire, but Jinx and Omer sneak up and attack him before he could take the shot. The Trandoshan tosses the younglings to the ground and pulls out a knife, but Chewbacca grabs him by the arm and stops him. He begins the uh, choking hunter, but Ahsoka tells him to take the Trandoshan as a prisoner instead of killing him. Chewbacca loosens his grip, and the group take, the, take their captive back to the jungle. Now, any of our listeners, and Mike, to you, was there anybody else hoping that Chewie would rip the Trandoshan's arm out of his socket. I mean, that's the first thing probably everybody thought of when they see Chewie grab the dude's arm, like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yes. 
you know, ter- you know, obviously they probably can't do that, but uh, you know, it was a kind of a little uh, a little thought that kind of sprung into your mind, and I'm sure that was maybe even by design, like, you know, we can we can rip he can rip this thing out of his arm out of his socket if he wanted to, but uh, you know, you know what I would have liked to have seen, and I said this to to somebody else, is that. Um, ripping arms out of sockets does not necessarily have to be a bloody ordeal. Right. And it could just be like when when Ahsoka says, no, Chewie, don't kill him. We should take him as a prisoner. Chewie should have said something, and she should have said, well, I don't know, make sure he can't uh, get away. And he should have just grabbed him by the arms and just pulled the arms until you heard two pops. Yeah. You and do then it off his camera. arms just yeah. go limp at the side. Mm-hmm. And and then you're just like, wow, he just pulled his arms out of his out of their sockets. <laughs> he didn't rip his arms off and beat them with them, which I think is what we all think of when we when we hear you know rip arms out of sockets. But yeah. to see a Wookiee grab some grab a Trandoshan specifically after we've seen these Trandoshans doing what they've been doing, and uh, and to just like pop the arms out of the sockets would have been would have been great. But yeah, off camera type of thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, that's that's first thing that came to mind, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's uh, yeah. PG thirteen. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, back at their hideout, the Jedi tie up their prisoner while Chewbacca struggles to build a working transmitter. Rather than sit around and wait for rescue, Jinx and Omir s- insist on using the prisoner as a way to find the Trandoshan base and attack it, and Ahsoka reluctantly agrees. To their plan. We can use the prisoner to trick the enemy into flying one of their pods down to us. Then we hijack the pod, fly up to their base, and take them by surprise. Ahsoka, you got us to believe in ourselves again. And, well, I believe Jinx's plan will work. Look, do what you want. But Omer and I are leaving with the prisoner in the morning. Their hearts are in the right place. You know I can't let them go alone. We're not going to be able to do this without you. We need your help. Who knows? Maybe our luck's just about to change. Wow, look at these guys, uh, Mike. Jinx and Omer, they're they're stepping up now. All of a sudden, they're like yeah. uh, badasses or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just it's too bad that our luck wasn't about to change because this episode <laughs> really didn't get that much better. Oh, man. Um, they're inspired by Ahsoka, and they're ready to take the fight, man. They're ready to take the yeah, fight. Yeah, they're inspired the by Oceans. the person who just got their friend killed, almost got them killed on multiple occasions. It sounds like a... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the sort of thing you should be inspired about. They're inspired, man. They're ready to get take some action. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's like, not making it just, any sense. It's not getting worse for you as we go, huh? Yeah. The more we dissect, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring you through this. You know, I'm no. trying to make it no. uh, make it right. But you're not feeling it. Uh, <laughs> not at all. We'll keep going. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Your turn. Uh, the next morning, the Jedi take their prisoner out to the beach. After a Jedi mind trick from Jinx and a little forceful persuasion from Chewbacca, the captive agrees to call his allies for a pickup. The Trandoshans send a hoverpod down to the beach, and the Jedi and their Wookiee companion knock out the hunters and hijack the speeder. Meanwhile, the distress signal from Chewbacca's transmitter is finally picked up on the nearby Wookiee homeworld. The Jedi take their pod up to the Trandoshan base. 
They take the two guards by surprise, and Chewbacca tosses one of them over the railing. But the other one calls out for help, and all of the hunters in the base come out to kill the intruders. Ahsoka, Jinx, and Chewbacca fight off the hunters, with Omer giving them cover from above in the hover pod. Garnak shoots down the pod, and it crashes into the base, scattering the Jedi and their Wookiee ally. The Trandoshans corner them, and all hope seems lost, until the bounty hunter Suji arrives in her gunship with the Wookiee general Tarful and several of his men. The Wookiees leap from the ship and onto the base, and they help the Jedi turn the tide against the hunters. With his forces outmatched, Garnak retreats into the upper levels of the base. And we were just talking about uh, the Bond Hunters, Mike, and here we get Suji yep. comes back. And, uh, you know, this is, what I, this is what's cool about Bound Hunters, that episode, because we got to see that they're not all out there just for, like a Boba Fett, where they're kind of pissed off at the Jedi. She's just doing it for money. You know, the, the Wookiees need some way of getting to this, uh, to this, you know, to Felucia. Um, she's high, you know, they hire her and boom, here she is. So it was kind of cool to see her back. And, uh, and I can't remember her little cohort. What his uh, name Serapos. is? Serapos. Serapos. There you go. But, yeah, uh, and Serapos. see, this is getting better all, all the time here, Mike. We got Suji coming back and, uh, a cool fight coming up though. We got, we got some, some Wookiee battle coming up here. We got Tarful going at it. We got Chewbacca fighting. What could be better than that, Mike? Don't answer yeah. that. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Your turn. Uh, with assistance from a mighty Wookiee, Ahsoka leaps up to the top of the base to confront Garnak. Uh, she enters the trophy room, and the Trandoshan leader ambushes her. After an intense fight, Ahsoka gains the upper hand and knocks down her opponent. Garnak refuses to admit defeat and reaches for his weapon. And Ahsoka hits him with a force push that knocks him out the door and sends him tumbling over the railing. She rushes to the balcony and looks down to see her Jedi friends and their Wookiee allies standing around Garnak's body on the deck below. Suji and the Wookiees return the young Jedi safely to the temple on Coruscant. Anakin comes out to meet them and he apologizes to Ahsoka for failing to protect her. Ahsoka tells him not to blame her himself and that his training was all what was allowed what was all I'm sorry and that his training was what allowed her to survive and help others to do the same she thanks him and master and apprentice return to the temple together Ahsoka it is good to see you safe little Ahsoka Ahsoka I am so sorry for what? For letting you go. For letting you get taken. It was my fault. No, Master. It wasn't your fault. I should have paid more attention. I should have tried harder. I... You already did everything you could. Everything you had to do. When I was out there, alone, all I had was your training and the lessons you taught me. And because of you, I did survive. And not only that, I was able to lead others to survive as well. I don't know what to say. I do. Thank you, Master. You're welcome, my Padawan. And that's how it ends up, Mike. And you know what? I have to say, too, here, um, I heard, I don't know if I read this, 
or if I heard this on another podcast, I'm trying to remember, but it makes a lot of sense. And uh, at the very end there, we see Yoda, and he's, and he's watching Ahsoka and Anakin walk away. And, you know, Anakin's he's still beating himself up for this, um, even though Ahsoka's fine. He's, he's still kind of beating mm-hmm. himself up. But uh, a theory that was that was uh, that I heard and it's, maybe it's not new to you but that Yoda gave Anakin a Padawan because of the problems that he's having with all these attachments mm-hmm. um, and here he is right here you know showing some of the you know like we saw with his mother yeah uh, you know he's, he's kind of had a hard time going away and, and he was quite old to be actually leaving I mean we've seen in other episodes of this series that younglings are pretty darn young when they're taken and maybe it is to to um keep them from having those uh the problems that anakin end up having with the attachments and all that and i thought that was kind of a a good point that that i that i read or heard that yoda was the one that uh you know gave anakin the uh, the apprentice to to help him deal with his issues of attachment and loss and, and, and things like that. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard that before, if that makes any sense. No, uh, I hadn't heard that, but that, okay. yeah, I, th- there is definitely a moment where Yoda gives a concerned look uh, towards mm. Anakin and Ahsoka as they're walking away. And it is, like, it, to me, it does feel a lot like, oh, man, this guy is just yeah, it's worse not working. than ever. Like, yeah, what are we it's not working. This? Yeah. Yeah, is, um, it's not going how I planned or something. Yeah, so yeah, but uh, you know, we've been talking about this episode. I felt the same way. I mean, I didn't, I enjoyed it. It was okay. It's not one of those episodes where I'm going to watch it. You know, three or four times. I mean, I watched it a couple times, and I'm like, okay, that was cool. Um, but like you said, it, was this really a, a finale? You would end with this? I, I'm not really sure, and it kind of puzzled me yeah. watching it. And here's my thing. You want a, you want a cliffhanger. You want a season finale. Yeah. Why didn't you have the the Night Sisters trilogy end up, and end up with, oh. you know, yeah. end up with the last scene you see in season three is is Darth Maul's face rotating in the globe. I mean, that's a season finale. Yeah, that would have been something that would have made us go, wow, season four is going to be amazing. Yeah. This to me went, you know, like okay, uh, season three was not very good. <laughs> that's that's what happens in my head when I think about this because if I go down the season three list, mm-hmm. I think I've already done this once, but uh, let's go down this list really quick. Uh, Clone Cadets, awesome episode. Arc Troopers, awesome episode. Yeah. Supply lines, not that great. Sphere of Influence, pretty boring. Corruption, not that great. Uh, Academy, boring, boring, boring. Assassin, really boring. Evil Plans, not interesting in the least. Uh, Hunt for Zero, pretty cool episode. Randomly out of nowhere, kind of like the Trespass of Season 1. Right. Um, Heroes on both sides. Interesting ideas, boring episode. Because mm. um, it was just a lot of talking. Yeah. Uh, Pursuit of Peace, again, boring. I mean, listen to this freaking... Uh, description: Senators Padme Amidala, Bail Organa, and Anaconda Far 
push against a new bill in the Senate to buy new clones for the Republic, but someone does not like their opposition and tries to persuade them out of it. Is that Star Wars? That doesn't sound like Star Wars to me. That sounds like Star Snores, Star Wars, <laughs> Star, Star Lane. It does not. It doesn't even sound like Star Trek. Yeah. I guess it sounds a little bit like Star Trek, but it just sounds boring to me. Then you get the Night Sister trilogy, pretty good. You get the Mortis trilogy, also pretty good. Yeah. Kind of random, out of nowhere, good stuff. Uh, Citadel counterattack, Citadel rescue, very strong episodes mm-hmm. um, with a great team. Yeah. Could have been a little bit better, but they were still really strong. And then you end with Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt, and it's like, wow. So you just brought us full circle right back to the beginning of Season 3. Mm-hmm. Like, more than half of this season was boring. And the ones that were boring were very boring. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you, like, wh- how are we supposed to get psyched for Season 4? They show us that sizzle reel, and yes, okay, everything in that sizzle reel looks awesome. And I'm really psyched for that episode. You know, but that's right. it. Yeah. Like, there, there is two episodes there. I mean, what did I say when we saw all that stuff for the second half of season three? Yeah. I, well, I it was said, all in that one. It was all in the uh, that trilogy. It, it was all in the Mortis trilogy. And everybody's like, oh, man, the second half's going to be so good. And I was like, no, it's not. Three episodes are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, or one episode. Like, we didn't know how long it was going to be, right? Right. But it was like, no, like, that story's going to be really good. That that's it, yeah. you know. Like they keep tricking or trying to, at this point, well, trick I, us with these things. Yeah, I, I did. Obviously, the second half was was uh, the strongest of the of the season yes. uh, by far, and uh, although I didn't think you know these last two were were that bad, I just didn't think they were season ending material yeah. and something that uh, you would want to go out on. Yeah, but, like, but like, let's look at season two. Mm-hmm. You got Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, Children of the Force, all awesome episodes. Three wicked episodes to start you off. Senate Spy, a little bit boring. Landing at Point Rain, Weapons Factory, Legacy of Terror, Brain Invaders, mm-hmm. all awesome. Yeah, they were good, yeah. Uh, Grievous Intrigue, not a bad episode. The Deserter, great episode. I love The Deserter, yeah. Lightsaber yeah. Lost, I can kind of go either way on. I didn't pretty I liked it, enjoyed yeah. It that much. I know you didn't like yeah, it. I, I, I know it. a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Mandalore Plot, Voyage of Temptation, Duchess of Mandalore, great episodes. Political, but still action-packed, still Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate Murders, kind of interesting, but a little bit boring. Cat and Mouse, awesome episode. Bounty Hunter is one of the best of the series so far. Mm-hmm. Zillow Beast and Zillow Beast Strike Back, even though they weren't particularly my cup of tea, uh, were both great episodes. Um, I, I Mostly because I just didn't like the design of the Zillow Beast. Other than that, they were awesome. Uh, Death Trap, R2 Come Home, and Lethal Track Down. An excellent way to finish. To, to finish. Yeah, that was my point, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's go back to Season 1. We got... Ambush, Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, Destroying Malevolence, Rookies, Downfall of a Droid, Duel of, a Dro- Duel of the Droids, all wicked episodes. Bombad Jedi, again, you can go either way on it. Yeah. I love it because I love Jar Jar. Okay. Uh, Cloak of Darkness, great episode. Layer of Grievous is awesome. I Duel love Layer of Grievous, yeah. It's pretty good. Gungan General, kind of eh. Jedi Crash is a good episode. Defenders of Peace is an excellent episode. Trespass, still the best episode of the series, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Hidden Enemy is awesome. 
Blue Shadow Virus, Mystery of a Thousand Moons are kind of bleh. Uh, and then you have the Ryloth trilogy, which is great, and you end on Hostage Crisis. So what? there's one, uh, two episodes, one storyline in that season that I'm like, no, nah, I could do without. You know, like, they're just, mm. that's it. Other than that, season one is awesome, start to finish. Yeah. Season two, also, start to finish, 90% awesome. Season three, it um, like, at least half of it is not very good. It's just really boring, doesn't feel like Star Wars. And you know what? There's a lot of names in here that war- are not in season one and two for mm. right Um Bonnie Mark, while we've been doing this episode, I've looked her up. As far as I can tell, on IMDb, she's she's credited as a writer for a series called Eyes, which was in 2005. Um, NYPD Blue, Robbery, Homicide Division, The Court, Third Watch, Feds, Homicide, Life on the Street. These are all procedurals. And anybody who's into TV will tell you procedurals are not the mm. best written things and they do not stand on their writing or their stories um these are tv shows that stand on on the actors really doing a good job of bringing out mm-hmm. interesting interaction and 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 they they rely on those characters and their storylines being built over the course of seasons right um with star wars you, you don't do that like you, you, that's not the way that this works. We know where these characters are going. Yes, Ahsoka has developed over the last couple seasons, but each one of these stories, it's not procedural. You're not following a paint by numbers. This is the way that it's got to go. You you're writing and creating an individual story that has to have its own themes, its own ideas, its own flow and and it's its own experience. And when we go back to the best episodes of the series, uh, like I say, Trespass, um, uh, let's see. Bounty Hunters. Uh, Bounty Hunters, uh, uh, Children of the Force, Holocron Heist, Cadets, mm-hmm. Rookies, Arc Troopers, um, and the, the, the two trilogies from this season, the Mortis Trilogy and, and the Night Sister Trilogy, they they have themes and they have arcs like they they are self-contained and there's a beginning middle and end and we can see our characters go through something over the course of that nothing happened to ahsoka in this episode right that like we saw what she's capable of she didn't learn anything about herself mm-hmm. she didn't go into it doubting her abilities and then come out of it going wow anakin's really taught me stuff she just went into it going no no, no i'm 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 top dog. I'm Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And then she ends it going, geez, Anakin, I'm your Padawan. I'm awesome. Don't you realize that? There was nothing to worry about. And it's like, okay, so yes, true. You didn't learn anything, no? Like there was no experience gained over, over the course of that episode. It was just what it was, Mm -hmm. you know, like some stuff happened and that's it, which is fine. If the stuff that happened was interesting, but it wasn't, right? It was just right. kind of, okay, yeah. we'll see how they get out of this. I never felt at any point like Ahsoka was in peril. We know Chewbacca is not in peril. We could care less about these other incidental characters. So, yeah, you know, like, where's where's the, 
Where's the stakes? Where's the intrigue? What what am I supposed to be interested in 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 this? Because I'm not interested in any of it. Yeah. How is that a season finale? It's not. You know? Especially when you go back and I you know what the reason why I get so upset and, and I've been thinking about this through this whole recap is that season one and two are so great. They are so strong. And season two built mm-hmm. on everything that season one did. Season three feels like it's one half tying up loose ends that didn't need to be tied up and one half selling us on things that they're going to do in the future. Yeah. And that's it. Like, all they did, those two awesome trilogies that they did, all they're doing is connecting Clone Wars to Episode 1 so that when Episode 1 hits theaters in February of 2012, we're all really excited for it. Right. It's no different than them putting Darth Maul in the packaging for all the toys. Toys, yeah. Right? Like, it is a marketing ploy. You put... Darth Maul in one storyline, along with a guy who looks just like Darth Maul, but different colors, who also turns out to be his brother. And uh, and in the next storyline, you put Qui-Gon Jinn and Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. And that's, that's your connection to Episode 1, because you want to get us all psyched for the announcement that, that, uh, that that's going to happen, that, that we're going to see it in 3D. And that's fine, like, I'm excited about it and everything, but I don't need, you know, the, the marketing in my, uh, in my Clone Wars. I want it to, to stand alone. I want it to stand on its own and be strong, and that's what Season 1 and 2 did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, so I, that's why I'm so upset. Yeah, and you said Season 1, we talked about Season 1 and 2, and you're going over all those episodes, and you're like, wow, I forgot how many that I enjoyed, and... Um, you know, you saw the progression from one to two, and then from two to three, you're like, wow, this is going to be really good. And then to start off, you're like, okay, this is for starting off with with the first two we got. Uh, you're like, wow, this is really going to be good. And then we just got just got deflated with with some stuff uh, until the second half, really. You know, from the from the third episode all the way to the second half of the season, um, we just kind of got deflated, and you didn't see that uh, that step, that next step. That you, that you took from one to two, I, I really can't say you saw that from two to three, and it, it was kind of a little disappointing. There's some yeah. great moments, you know, in, in season three and some good stuff, um, but I, I can't, you know, if someone said, hey, what's the best season of the Clone Wars, you know, what would you say? Probably two, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, with, some, with some, uh, some stuff in three that was really cool that you have to see. So definitely... Uh, understand your frustration and uh hopefully uh you know we got we got a, a preview of season four coming up here so we'll talk about a little bit of stuff that we're going to see and uh hopefully we'll get back to the form of season one and two i don't know uh but we'll see uh we got to uh we'll end on that and uh we got uh, the contest we've been talking about this contest like for uh, a while we finally got yes. some winners man yeah yeah we've Who's got our winners, winners? Uh, so here we go. First prize, which uh, what what was our first prize? Can you can you refresh our listeners? Yes, that was the uh, T-shirt of Darth Maul. Yeah, uh, not not Darth Maul. I'm sorry, Savajo Press. You know, got yep. Darth Maul in my mind right now. Uh, that was a limited edition shirt that you're only going to get that you only got at the special screenings. Yep, I'm and, currently wearing mine actually, and he's actually wearing his own. Look at that, great. 
So, and that was not all. Yep. We also have a poster, a really nice looking uh, old school type, uh, Frankenstein type of Frankenstein type of, of poster of Savage. Yeah. And another poster, correct? Yes, a Tron. Tron poster. Yes. Yeah. yeah was, some pretty cool stuff, man. That's it's good. Uh, so, who won the first prize? So, our winner of our first prize, our luxurious grand prize, is Robert Oberton. Nice. Uh, Oberton. I'm terrible with names. Oberton. O- Ober- Oberton. Oberton, yeah, I think Oberton. we got it. Oberton, there we go. Yeah, Oberton, I think. Uh, and our second prize goes to... Uh, let's see, what's, what is the second prize? Give me a, give me a recap of that. The second prize was uh, the two posters. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that goes to uh, Ken Fedick, I think. Uh, F-E-D-Y-C-K. You know who you are. Uh, uh, Fedick. Fedick. I'm going to go with Fedick. So yeah. Ken Fedick, he, he gets the second prize. Awesome. And uh, third prize is the same as the second prize, right? Right. Exactly. I think, yeah. yeah. And third prize goes to Jared Sly. Yes, Jared. He's a long-time uh, yes. listener and... Uh, pretty active with us on the forum so that's great awesome yeah now you know what i haven't even seen the the first two guys do you have them yes i do okay Uh, i can i can send them on over to you actually our first prize is going to be going up as uh, as the facebook picture um okay pretty soon so uh so yeah everybody will get to see it there um and uh and so those are our winners of the contest which I think it was a pretty good contest. Yeah, excellent, man. I'm glad that uh, we got some good submissions in there. We got three prizes, and we got obviously we'll have more stuff, more swag and stuff coming down the line here. Uh, so yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And I'm sure we can post some of those uh, the pictures on uh, our Facebook page too, huh? Yes. We will. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, I guess with that, uh, we'll get to our season four preview. You want to hear a little snippet of season four, Mike? Let's do it. All right, here's a little preview of what's coming this fall to the Clone Wars. Season may be over, but don't worry. What have you done with Anakin? Star Wars The Clone Wars will return. You have no idea my power. And next season, it's going to be even better. This is your home. Do not let it fall. It's Star Wars. What else do we need to say? All new episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Coming this fall. Someday, this war is going to end. All right, and you know, there's, a, there's actually a couple of trailers. There's a WonderCon trailer floating around, and then the, uh, the season uh, three uh, finale trailer that uh, you just heard. Yeah. So uh, a lot of great images, a lot of cool stuff. We get to see underwater. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Mon Calamari. It looked like Kis- Fisto was in there. Yep. Uh, we get to see Grievous fighting Gungans. Uh, interesting. That was interesting. Uh, looks like Naboo is coming another back. Another connection to episode one. That yes, is true. very conspicuous, but it's yeah. there nonetheless. Well, I just thought that too. Yeah, and it, it also showed Naboo. Yep. Um, and here's an interesting one. Uh, character, you know, uh, I guess he's, I guess it's the species of a Besalisk. Yes. Uh, Dexter. Yeah, Jetster Dexter. Yeah. Dexter Jetster, sorry. Yeah, so what'd you think of that? Uh, that. Um, Double-bladed, uh, two double-bladed lightsabers out of this. Now we had one this uh, this 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 uh, 
season. Next year, we're getting two double-bladed yes. lightsabers, man. Um, I definitely like the idea. I I don't know that they that they're differentiating this guy enough from Dexter Jetster mm-hmm. visually for for uh, kids to not get a little bit confused. But uh, but I do. Yeah. I do like it. I think he's cool. I, I, I'm a big fan of that character. I like Dexter Jetster. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the, the idea of the species. So to see one as a Jedi with two double blades is, uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, some, some pretty cool imagery. I mean, a lot of the underwater stuff was, uh, underwater stuff was, was uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, like, like always, that's what it does. It teases you, man. You're, you're kind of kind of get pumped up and you want to see it. So. Totally. I'm all for the underwater stuff. Looks wicked. Yeah, um, good stuff. Definitely. I mean, it, awesome stuff. More awesome stuff coming for the Clone Wars. But if you'll remember our season, uh, our season three trailer was a lot of uh, yeah. a. It was a lot of the Savage Press storyline. There right. was a lot of. Uh, actually, originally it was a lot of Arc Troopers and uh, and uh, Ahsoka, wasn't it? And Clone Cadets, as well as a little bit of of that Ahsoka stuff from from Assassin, which didn't even end up being a very good episode. So, I mean, like they really twisted a lot of that stuff and made us think that we were gonna get yeah interesting things, and then it it ended up being not the most interesting storyline in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, Ahsoka did develop a lot as a character this season with uh with the mortis story and uh mm-hmm. and a lot of her adventures with padme unfortunately uh but yeah it wasn't the most interesting yeah of of seasons because of that so so i don't know i yeah. guess we'll see well kind of kind of going uh cautiously optimistic is the the yes. term i think they use nowadays we'll, we'll try that one so yes um but that's it man that's uh that's the season finale, Mike. That's it, man. We're done with season three. Uh, you know, highs and lows and bittersweet a little bit there, but uh, that's going to do it for this season. And I'm sure we'll be back, though, with some uh, maybe some recaps. Yeah. Or, or not recaps, but maybe a, a recap show. We'll have a couple guests on maybe. Uh, we'll be around, though. We'll, like I, we did, I, yeah, I think we'll definitely be around this summer, and we will uh, – we did last summer, you know. We, yeah, we, we did, did a, a few couple things. last summer, so um, hopefully a little bit more this summer yeah. than than in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if uh, we will definitely be back when season four starts to pick up, and uh, and mm-hmm. when we start getting more info about that, probably around Comic Con time. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely stay tuned to your front lines, the Clone Wars podcast feed. But I think I might take some time and, uh, and sort of put Clone Wars on the back burner and get that Star Wars Daily stuff up and running over the wow. summer. So, uh, nice, nice. So keep your eyes over there. Um, well, I think that's it. I, th- I think we're about done. Yeah, and then just, just a couple done. quick uh, shout-outs uh, to Kyle for doing the, the recaps this year. Absolutely. Uh, this season, actually, uh, uh, great work on that. Really appreciate it. He was always... There for us, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, whenever we called on him, he was he was up for the challenge. So, yep. uh, definitely big props to him and uh, all the other guys that are working on the forums, uh, JC and and 
Jason out there, uh, and Kyle again, work on the forums and all that. So, and whoever else I'm missing, but all you guys that listen and and, and send in emails, and we appreciate all that. So uh, thanks to to everybody that's involved with Frontlines. So uh, with that, I think that's going to do it for us. So my mic. I think that's it. All so right. I thank you everybody for listening throughout all of season three and yes. uh, seasons one and two as well. Um, and uh, as always, you can check us out online at clonewarspodcast.com. And, uh, and do not forget to follow us on the Twitters. It's twitter.com slash clonewars. And uh, uh, on the Facebooks facebook.com slash clone wars podcast uh and you can join in on the discussion over in our forums at the star wars daily forums forum.starwarsdaily.com and uh and send us your emails and let us know what you thought about season three yeah as definitely. a whole and what how your, your feelings going into season four and yes. uh, and we will we will get to some of those in our recap episode for season three uh it'll probably be one part uh, Matt, myself, Kyle, probably JC stopping by, maybe even Steve if we're lucky, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe some others uh, stopping by to talk, and uh, and the other half will be what you guys had to say. Yeah. Um, you can also throw us an MP3, um, and and that can get uh, played on the air. So uh, with that, thank you for tuning in. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys soon. Yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Take care, everybody. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs>